what enticed you about this opportunity with the Wings? Well, I think when you look at tradition, and, and certainly in the last uh, couple of decades, there's there's only been a handful of teams that have you know that can consider, them, consider themselves the cream of the crop, and and uh, and as much as no one ever takes that for granted, the one thing that Detroit's been able to do is uh, really sustain a high standard of play and and excellence, and you know pursuit of playoff spots and Stanley Cups, and and uh, you know in so doing. Um, you know, have really, I think, separated themselves from much of the league on most seasons, and uh, who would not want to be a part of that? What, how do you perceive your role with the with the team? Have have they gotten to that point in, in kind of outlining your description? Not not yet. Um, you know, I know that uh, Mike and Bill and I will sit down uh, and, and talk that over. Um, obviously, Mike, I'm sure, has a, a real good idea what he believes. Uh, you know, we need. Uh, and how best to utilize the staff. I think that once we have a chance to sit down and really talk things through and, and uh, you know, talk philosophically about, you know, where we think the game is and where it's going as it relates to the Red Wings, um, you know, those uh, responsibilities will become more and more clear. But at this point in time, uh, an idea at best is what I have and um, probably something I shouldn't elaborate on. Okay. What up? What about your relationship with with Babs? I know you guys coached together with the uh, Team Canada in '04. Can you just kind of talk about your history with him? Well, our, my history with Mike goes back uh, quite a ways into the into the mid '80s and early '90s uh, with Hockey Canada and the various coaching seminars and clinics and symposiums that we both seem to attend and participate in. And, and uh, I know for myself, uh, at one point in time, as the vice president of hockey operations for Hockey Canada, Mike was on a couple of the the staff that uh, we had put together there, and and um, so I got to know Mike pretty well uh, from that point of view. And then, of course, uh, you know, with the playing uh, coaching in the National Hockey League in the first place, and always staying in touch with the fraternity, as you will, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you get to know each other a little bit more. And then, naturally, with the uh, World Championship, I think it was all four. Um, you know, we worked hand in hand to together to um, you know create a certain synergy to have some success there. So I'm very comfortable with Mike on a, on certainly a professional level and. And a social level as well, and that's important. And certainly not just Mike, but obviously Jim Nill's been involved with Team Canada. Obviously, um, Kenny Holland's been greatly involved the last you know, decade or so. Can you just talk I, about that relationship with those two gentlemen in particular? Well, you know, when you when you put the group of people together and, and you start to identify at the point of the time, you get even more a sense of why um, a person like myself would want to come to Detroit. Um, you know, you've just spoken about two guys that are. Uh, you, you know, the top of the class, really, when it comes to how to run an organization and, and um, in so doing, um, you know, manage people, treat people, um, you know, and still keep their eye on the ball uh, and that being winning. And so my experience with both those fellas in world championships as well, um, you know, was something that, A, was terrific for, for all the right reasons, of course, but also being able to win under those circumstances, um, you know, was essential in getting a feel for how, um, you know, we're, we're able to maybe replicate that moving forward in Detroit now. This is kind of um, you, you talk about coming here to Detroit, and uh, the, the the funny thing, the, the personal thing with you and the Red Wings, some people may not know, is that you married Danny Gare's sister, and and he right. obviously was the last captain here before Steve Eiserman. Uh Can you just talk about how you met her and and um, and, and maybe first meeting Danny? Well, I. Um... I, I first, sorry, I guess I met Danny watching him, quite honestly, on television. But uh, I know that, um, you know, when I met his wife here uh, in, the, in the Kootenays, the southeast corner of the province of British Columbia is where we're both from. Mm-hmm. I from Cranbrook and, and Glenda from Nelson. And um, I was working in trail at the time. And, and 
uh, Danny's oldest brother, Ernie, uh, who was a real good hockey player in his own right, uh, his wife uh, suggested to Glenda that she should come by and see me in my workplace because I was a pretty snappy-looking guy and someone that she might want to pursue, and uh, which she did, and I had come off uh, a shoulder surgery, and I wasn't looking very good, and she went back and reported to her sister that she had rocks in her head. <laughs> and uh, as it turned out, uh, you know, over the next few weeks, uh, we were able to kind of get connected, and, and uh, I did uh, t- attend some training camps with Ernie uh, in the BC Junior League at the time, so I, I knew Ernie anyway, and then through the through the, um, uh, through meeting Glenda finally, uh, we started from there, and uh, I guess the rest is history. And you've been married now how long? Uh, 30 years, this July 31st. 30 years. Congratulations. Thank now, you. Now, you were, you were your workplace, you were owning a, you owned a clothing store or were involved in a clothing store? Yeah, yeah. My wife and I owned a little jean shop in a place called Trail BC, mm-hmm. and uh, I have to be honest with you, the whole mechanism behind that was so that I could actually coach hockey, and I, the only way I knew I could do that is if I had my own little business, so... Uh, we had a little jean shop, and, and uh, I was able to coach the uh, the junior B team in, uh, in Trail, uh, with the Trail Junior Smoke Eaters. And then um, from there, moved uh, through the ranks and, and uh, got rid of our business so I could continue to get even more serious about my coaching, which I'm grateful to say uh, has gone quite well. And now the, the other, or at least another, Red Wing connection would be former coach Bobby Crom. Can, can you just talk about your relationship with him and, and how that worked with with your coaching ability? Well, it was really interesting. Um, you know, when I coached the 94 Olympic team in Lillehammer, and, um, you know, Bobby Crom was, uh, you know, uh, around at the time and certainly available to talk to our team, uh, which he did uh, when we prepared to go for to uh, Lillehammer. And uh, as part of the process going through that, um, that whole scenario, we, we had his, his old jersey, um, his Canadian jersey kind of rolled up, and, and every after every game we would just, drop it down a little bit more until you at the end of the tournament and in the gold medal game against Sweden we were able to reveal the whole sweater which was Bobby Crom's uh, Olympic sweater from back in the day and and um and uh, you know with that Bobby being from the same area and coming home to certain events and and whatnot for charity and whatnot we were able to bump into each other and and uh huge admiration for Bobby and what he'd done in the game of course and uh, and, and certainly his success as a coach and um, very appreciative too of, of his support for me and, and um, his confidence in me to take this coaching thing as far as I would ever want it to, to go with it. And, and uh, you know, when you get an endorsement from someone like that, uh, and the folks in Detroit would know Bobby well, um, it goes a long way for a young coach. Sure. What about you know, growing up in Cranbrook? Did in Steve might be a, a, a bit younger than yourself, but did you did you know Steve Eiserman at all growing up? I, I did not, as a matter of fact. But uh, you know, when I was aware that uh, Steve was uh, at least born and partially raised in Cranbrook, I, I took full license to boast about. Could uh, as, as we all do in small town Canada, whenever anyone of any significance is out there doing wonderful things as Steve Steve has, we we have a tendency to take ownership, and I was no different. <laughs> when did your playing career cease? Uh, my my playing career. I went to the University of North Dakota in the mid seventies, and about seventy seven, I was done playing, and and uh, and then from that point on, really started to pursue uh, you know the coaching thing. And in Canada, we have a number of hoops you have to to, to jump through in order to get certified to coach. Uh, and I kind of fast tracked my way through that. Got involved with the program of excellence uh, through Bob Nicholson, and and I uh, became very close friends with him. And ultimately, you know, got really involved with the hockey Canada scenario right from under-16 programs uh, all the way through up uh, to World Championships and Olympic Games. 